Welcome to Life With Your Dog podcast. Our focus is educating dog owners, enthusiasts and dog trainers about ideas on how to train, manage, live and thrive with our dogs. To teach dogs to live in our society while our dogs teach us how to live in the now. I'm your host Panos Anagnostou. And I'm your co-host Luke Badman. Thank you for joining us and we hope you enjoy the show. Welcome back to another episode of Life With Your Dog. Happy for you to join me once again. We have a question come in from Amanda that I'll be addressing today. She's a past client of mine and her dog's name is Phoenix. So I'm going to read out the question now. How do I encourage my husband to build a better relationship with our dog? Our dog is difficult to walk and he's reactive to other dogs and needs to be carefully managed. This is not what we wanted when we adopted him, but took a chance and this is what we have. A little bit of a backstory real quick with Phoenix, um, Amanda, husband's name is Jimmy, is that Amanda took on Phoenix when he was, he was a rescue dog around one years old, American Staffy, very intense, very high energy, um, pull like crazy on the lead, very reactive to other dogs lunging and, and potentially aggressive. Since we started training, massive, massive results. It's been about, I don't know, five, six something months and like it's a different dog from what you can see. There are still issues and we're still working on them. So it's not like it's all fixed or anything, but we're still, we're definitely making progress. But in relation to the question, and it can be a common one, I think, is that certainly in my household, I am the head trainer around here. And I'm if there's an issue with the dogs, I'm the one taking, like fixing it and generally doing that. Tanya's still involved and does all of the things, but... You know, it's, it's generally my my position to to be more of the leader than than everyone else, and which that with that means that I do more most of the walking, I do most of the feeding, I do most of the training, and doesn't mean that she doesn't do those things, but I'm more into it than than her. So I guess the first thing that I've got on my list here is set the right expectations. Now, Amanda, in in the last um, since since starting to train Phoenix, is that she's taking a, more, a lot more of a heavier interest into dog training. So she's she's um, d- doing the course, and she's she wants to learn more about about Phoenix, so she she can help. And I've been seeing a lot of clients actually going down this route, and you know, and learning from where, where I learned from, and 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 taking their own journey with it. Whether it becomes a professional thing, whether it becomes just because we're really into it and we're interested, so. You know, like I, I really think one day that I'd really like to do a course on on on, on physical training or so, something along those lines because I do it every day or as I, I try to do it every day. I don't train every day, but I try to make it part of my daily routine. And it would be really cool to to be able to know the ins and outs to it. So that's that's where – and then who knows what can come from it. But basically because a man is taking the bulls by the horn, so to speak, and – maybe showing more of an interest to it. Doesn't mean that Jimmy hasn't been. Let me put that out there. Jimmy's not like, oh man, screw the dog, it doesn't do anything. He's trying. But it but to be honest, Phoenix is a pretty, pretty intense dog. There's a lot of dogs, very, very strong, very stubborn. And from where she said here is like we want to build a relationship. So first of all, let's set the expectations of where his behavior is at. This is the dog that you have and this is just what's happening. And in saying that, maybe expectations to how Jimmy should be. Maybe you're judging Jimmy of how he is with the dog. Unless you guys have had a conversation about it, I think that's all good as well. But it's really important that we know exactly what it is 
that we want from our dog, where is our goals in relation to where your dog's at now. Um, to Generally, to build a good relationship comes in a few ways. Number one, short, sweet training sessions, doing more training outside of the house, building more focus and engagement back onto you. Um, Jimmy can take him to where it gets a little bit harder, maybe with a little bit more dogs and, you know, and working on that. Maybe, maybe Jimmy's taking him too far into um, hard zone where too many dogs are at and and Phoenix's fear is too intense and and he will react. He has had success with it in the past. So this could also be other things to think about as well is that maybe um, Jimmy shouldn't go on the general normal walk where you go because if you have better handle on, on him and you're getting more success with your training, then Amanda, you keep up with that where maybe Jimmy pulls back a little bit because – so there's another thing I want to add to, to that is um, check out J-Jack. He um, created GRC and he's got – and Jazz Whiting, she's a trainer in, in Sydney from Prime Canine and I saw a video that she learned this from Jay and now she's putting it out there talking about the rub down and the rub down, not just giving a dog a quick little pat, yeah, you're a good dog, is that it's an actual intention behind it. We're massaging the dog and we're giving him this rub down so that he can go into a relaxed state of mind. And with a video that I saw that she put up a couple weeks ago was the dog, as soon as they started doing the rub down process, she started to lay down and relax straight away where the first time it took him like 25 minutes. And I think that's a really cool thing and, and the philosophy is, especially with these bully breeds, is we exercise them and we train them and we give them the intensity and at the end is the time of zen relax let's meditate style thing and and that does create a, um, a better relationship so that could be another thing that we haven't gone to too much depth about on the podcast and it could be an opportunity there i wrote here and again we're keeping an open mind even though i do know amanda and, and jimmy and phoenix this could be applicable to many other listeners out there so have this question um, and ask yourself this question or maybe in conversation with your partner of trying to find this out. Is, is it resentment towards Phoenix? Is it frustration? And resentment frustration can come time hand in hand. Is it a lack of passion? Maybe you're more passionate than he is. So maybe there's, there's something going on there. Um, or is it total shutdown? <laughs> I to creep around the corner there to see what I've written there. And total shutdown means, is it like, I'm not doing anything now. I'm not going to um, train him. I'm not going to walk him. It's all too hard. You know what? You want the dog. You want to keep the dog. You do it all. And, you know, and I'm sure there's other mindsets that, that we could express, but I think that kind of covers covers it. Now, is it resentment? Like, yeah, son, hate the dog. And that, that's pretty shitty. you got to rebuild that. that um, and like all those things we mentioned before about maybe relationship building frustration is cool frustration kind of means that we're stepping out of the comfort zone sometimes frustration can be that you're asking too much of your dog frustration can be that you're um you've set the wrong expectations for the dog you know frustration could just be that maybe there's like a work-life balance that needs to be sorted or stress levels your anxiety levels and you know that there's the frustration is a way of you understanding that we're not comfortable here what are we going to do to fix it so he's a frustration about it all, which means that there is passion there, but there's a blockage because I know Jimmy capable with, with Phoenix, like I've seen it. And I know that he may not be perfect or by any means, but, but certainly he's improving. So, um, so that frustration may just be part of, part of the process. Lack of passion. 
we already sort of talked about that. Lack of passion, frustration, resentment, all of those can, can mix in. The total shutdown is a, is the, the end product of all of that. If you haven't found the light down that dark tunnel, be like, man, turning my back on it, don't care. I don't think it's that happening at, um, at home there. Um, if it is total shutdown, then there's real conversations about where we're at with the dog. What are we doing? I can't do it all myself. Or maybe you can do it all yourself. It's like, hey, look, hunt, we'll work on it. We'll go back right to bare, bare basics and we go back again. Um, or he may be like, you know what, like I can deal with the dog at home, but outside of the house, it's all you. Um, which is going to be one of my further points. Um, there's a reminder here. Say, compare your dog to how he was yesterday. Don't compare your dog to some other dog is today. Your neighbor's dog, your friend's dog, the dog that you used to have, the dream dog that you thought, um, you know, you're trying to put him into a category where he's not at. It's important to compare him to how he was yesterday because if he's making progress, then you're on the way. And these steps now will be a little bit smaller. Where at first, the when we first started training, it was a big leaps and bounds. His walking got really good. His obedience started getting good. He's, you know, and yeah, of course, there were still issues, but we were getting big, big steps. And then over time, we start seeing smaller, gradual. But we now now start to start to see in the in the fine lines. Look back at yesterday or last training session. Have we made improvement? If not, it's cool. We just fix things, but I know Phoenix is making improvement. We are getting on the way. So we have to remember that because that's where the frustration, resentment, we start to lose um, the passion. We start to shut down. All that will start to come come to the surface if we're not. And that, and look, this is like, I, I've been following this philosophy right from when I started Nutris Pooches and I was calling around other dog trainers to see what they were charging because they weren't putting the price up on their website. And, and I had this conversation with myself saying, Quit trying to compare yourself to others, what they've charged or whatever. You just be in competition with yourself. Try to beat you than what you were yesterday. Then when I heard Jordan Peterson talking about this, um, fully resonated. So I'm happy that I'm on the path of of seeing what it is to be the motivator, to be inspiring others, to be doing things. But also I'm trying to coach people to to make better, um, get better results by making better decisions. So you have to look at the small progresses. Otherwise, you're um. You're setting yourself up for failure. Be patient with all of this. And I think that does tie into the whole compare your dog to yesterday, not to today, is that you need to take on the patience, not just for the dog. I'm talking about patience with Jimmy's connection with Phoenix. What's going on there? You know what I mean? And, and Jimmy, when you hear this, I hope you're not taking it to heart or anything. We're not picking on you or anything like that. It's just let's try to get all on board and hopefully he can be a bit of a mediation um, or maybe Jimmy's not going to listen to this. Amanda hears it and goes, hey, these are a couple of pointers that I'm going to put out there. And, and a lot of the times when I do see this as a professional trainer, I'm seeing the worst thing, by the way, guys, and if you're going to see me, is try not to argue it's too intensely when I'm there because like, it's super awkward, right? Um, but when people, like, you know, two partners start to, or family start to argue with each other is that it's it's just not cool, but also it shows that we're trying to, force each other's opinion and view onto each other and we all have mad biases against each other but also that may may not help and it's important as well that you're all on the same page and maybe it's going to take a little bit longer like I know Tanya for example um there's some walks that she's going to go on and she goes should I take the dogs I'm like today you probably shouldn't take the dogs it's hot it's been a busy day we hardly slept last night you go in the park for picnic and just enjoy it don't worry about taking the dogs where if she took the dogs maybe frustrated 
It could be the other way around. It could be that I'm in a bad mood and I don't want to take the dogs and I'd rather walk them on their own later. So, you know, being patient with each other because especially Amanda's now starting to gear herself up and starting to learn a lot more. The problem is that now you're going to start projecting yourself onto others and that can be bad. And I used to do it and I probably do it a little bit from time to time now, but I try to do it less because people don't know what they don't know and how do I know what they should know? <laughs> I can't just like go and walk up to someone's house and go, fuck man, what's wrong with you? You shouldn't be doing that. Um, we need to take a step back and detach, but it's super hard to detach to the person that you live and love, you love them and you live with them every day. And and also it's like, we both learned the same thing at the same time. What the hell is wrong with you? Some have strength and weaknesses in certain places, which then leads me to the next and last point is know and identify your roles. And I think I kind of mentioned just before is about where, what is it that you're doing? How about you do this duty with um, Phoenix and I do this duty with Phoenix. And then over time we start to then build it up. I think the one of the key things is bring things back, pull back a little bit in terms of what Jimmy's doing with him and going, hey, instead I'll pick up a little bit and then while well, you start to rekindle that, the, the the love and the passion and the and a little bit more of that relationship building stuff. Um, there's heaps of relationship building things that you can do and the list goes on. I don't think that, like I guess that was part of the question, but you can go back on other episodes and 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 go into more details about short, sweet sessions and, you know, research what the rub down is, but also think about, you know, fulfilling your dog through tug and if your dog likes a ball or whatever it is, you know, just do that as often as possible. Make his food instead of feeding him for free in the bowl. All the food comes from Jimmy over the next three weeks and, you know, and then Jimmy's like, wow, I can't believe Phoenix did this and, you know, and, and also sometimes maybe we're just having a bad day, bad week, bad month, and that's okay too. Um, and yeah, I really wanted to just really express to you guys that just you're doing great with Phoenix. Everything's going well and happens to be in this Q and A that I know the dog and I know the people quite well. So, you know, I can give you a little bit more of a tailored answer, but for everyone else that doesn't know Amanda and Phoenix and Jimmy is that, um, and if you're in a similar situation, think about that. If there's any questions don't hesitate, hit us up and we can answer any other questions that you guys have got. And until then. Keep training dogs, have fun, and have a good day or a good night. Much love and peace to you all. Thank you. Thank you for listening to another show of Life With Your Dog. Please like, rate, and share if you're enjoying our podcast. You can also find us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. For all dog training videos, tips, and techniques, visit nooches.com.au. Thank you and stay tuned for next time.